Hey everyone, welcome to the Chamber Channel's Five Questions podcast. This is the place where we take a deep dive with industry leaders for an inside look at their world. We're launching today's podcast on Earth Day. Our guest's area of expertise is turtles. May, as you know, kicks off loggerhead nesting season and here to tell us all about it is marine biologist Amber Kuhn. Amber, we're so glad to be with you for Turtle Talk. As we're kicking off turtle season, it's always great to have a little turtle talk with, uh, I I like to think of her as a turtle goddess. She's actually a marine biologist (laughs) with an incredible passion uh, for the marine ecology of the low country. And Amber, we're so thrilled to have you on for five questions with today. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, people, people who meet you, Amber, they cannot miss your passion for turtles and your passion for the low country. How did you get involved with this? What, what, what brought you to turtles? Well, I grew up in the area and to be honest, growing up in Bluffton, you know, we went to the beach on Hilton head, but I don't think I ever noticed anything sea turtle related a nest marked off. <laughs> and maybe I was just a teenager and not paying attention, but I went off to college at university of Georgia and came home and I started to volunteer on the beach and fell in love with the sea turtle patrol and went back to grad school to um, learn more about sea turtle biology. I've always been passionate about the area because this is my home. This is where I grew up. And I think when you're a child in an environment, you tend to have your roots there and it's familiar and it's, there are a lot of history. There's a lot of history between me and, and the environment here. So yeah, I've seen, I've seen, um, I've had the fortunate experience of being with you on, on one of your uh, turtle treks or very, very early in the morning. I might add people, it's really early <laughs> that you get out there with, with Amber, um, on the beach. And I was just so taken by, um, not only the experience itself of relocating a nest, I was lucky enough to be able to do that with you, but people's reverence and respect and your interaction with visitors was just so terrific. Just, you know, explaining to them what's happening. And I know this is all done by volunteers. Tell us about what volunteers mean to the program and how they're communicating that information too. Well, because the sea turtles are an endangered species, the state has to, the South Carolina Department of Natural Resources has to issue a permit to do any of that that's related to touching eggs, moving eggs, handling hatchlings, and so forth. So there's 15 volunteers under my permit, and I have, I'm responsible for training them to be able to handle everything just so and interact with the public so that we can explain how important it is to leave them undisturbed. And once they see the eggs or they see a hatchling that's being released after an inventory, it's like a whole new ball game. You know, before you can tell them words, this is what we're doing. But as soon as they see it, they're like, oh my gosh, you know, okay, now I understand. I get it. It's just something about hatchlings and turtles, sea turtles that take people aback. I don't think they're expecting to see it because it's not something that you see every day. You've seen it in a picture. They say, but when you, when you're in its presence, you are a little bit affected. I will have to say I, I am. Maybe I'm just weird, but I I tend to notice that in people as well. Now, what was last year's turtle season like? Tell us, was it, was the nest count higher? Was it lower? What was 2020 like in terms of turtle nest on Hilton Head Island? It was a bit below average. It wasn't horrible. It wasn't great. We had 291 nests. Um, 10 of those were between uh, dolphin head 
Hilton Head Plantation and Mitchellville Beach, which we also monitor. So, you know, average for us is about 325 is what we usually try to see. But, you know, it's up and down all the time because the females don't nest every year. They take a two-year break generally in between. So it just depends on what population is due back. Well, I know the year that I went out with you, um, it was just after I think there had been a very rare, rare nesting site for a Kemp's Ridley turtle on Hilton Head on. What, why is that? What types of turtles are coming here and, and why was that one a rare occurrence? Well, Ridley's are the, the Kemp's Ridley is the most endangered of the seven species because it chooses one beach in the planet. <laughs> nest on naturally so that's in mexico rancho nuevo mexico it's a 17 mile stretch of beach the scientists have moved some of the eggs to south padre island texas to kind of um you know expand their nesting habitat and over the border where the endangered species act is enacted that that helps preserve them as well only five ridleys have ever nested in our state um, the fourth one was on Hilton Head, and the fifth one was this past summer at Myrtle Beach. So they're randomly nesting on the eastern seaboard. We thought maybe it was a hybrid situation where it it mated with a male loggerhead or something like that, but the genetics came back that it was a Ridley Ridley. So I, I don't know. Was it lost? Did it find itself in need of a, a beach for pit stop? I don't, I don't know. But maybe a Ridley that just maybe got a little off course, it sounds like, going the wrong direction. I I, you said something interesting when we did our turtle turtle walk as well. Um, you often see, I've seen people on, whether it's a, you know, a, a documentary or something, lifting up the baby turtles and, and helping them on their way. And you told me why that is such a bad idea. Explain that, because I thought that was really interesting. So they have to orient themselves and it has a little bit to do with, you know, their journey past the beach. So they're orienting, orienting themselves to an open horizon. And, and the open horizon is the ocean versus the dunes and the buildings and the background. So when they're, when they finally make it to the water, they follow a wave rotation. So waves are circles and they roll in and they're rolling toward the beach and when they enter the water, they're going to put their head 90 degrees into that rotation and head out to see that's their indicator at where C is. So, um, you know, we don't want to disturb that orientation when they're getting in the water trying to find their way to the Gulf Stream, which is a 70 mile swim. It takes our hatchlings three days to get there. So we don't want to mess up any sort of... Um, imprinting we're not sure that that's when the imprinting process starts we're not sure when it starts but we know they're orientating orientating themselves with that wave action and in the first 30 minutes of swimming they've got that they of swimming for the very first time they've got that direction and we believe that the magnetite in their brain connects with the magnetic fields of the earth and then they can navigate the entire planet <laughs> after being swimming for 30 minutes amazing those little adorable <laughs> creatures just navigating the planet you know mm -hmm. tell me some of what you think i think there's more awareness now um about our total program and the loggerhead nests that are on the island tell me what are some of the positive changes that you've seen over the years in terms of turtle protection here at first you know people knew just enough to be dangerous 
<laughs> but now we've got an organization that we started in 2015. We started it 2016. It became official, the Turtle Tracker Organization. So ours is Sea Turtle Patrol, Hilton Head Island. We're permitted to do Sea Turtle Patrol. And then there's the Turtle Trackers, who's a group with six chapters in every beachfront community. And there's about 350 members total, but they do a lot for me that has to do with cleaning the beach, um, beach ambassadors. So they talk to people on the beach, they fill in holes, they explain to tourists why it's bad to leave your hole open like that for the hatchlings to fall in. That's, you know, that's a, um, the end of that journey right there, but they are out on the beach in force. They live here. They care about the environment and they're all passionate about sea turtles like I am. So it's, it's become an organization that has spread out to the community rather than just moving nests around. Yeah, people definitely, I think, have a love affair with those turtles, and it's a passionate group. And Amber, we thank you so much for all that you do for that program and all that you do for the destination and our ecology here. We're proud to have you on board and, and protecting those turtles every step of the way this season and beyond. Well, thank you. Thank you for that. I appreciate it. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Never miss an episode of the Chamber Channel's Five Questions podcast by subscribing to our channel on Apple, Spotify, Google, Pandora, and Amazon. Just about anywhere you can get the Chamber Channel podcast. 